This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha. Welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you're here during our show today, give us a call 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. Now here we are in the heart of summertime. For those in four season climates, it's the time of year when snow shovels and heavy coats are a distant if temporary memory, the days are longer, the grill is beckoning, and the neighborhood kids' face are perpetually stained by their favorite popsicle flavor. During today's show, we're going to examine some of the common benchmarks that might be indicators that, yes, you're ready to retire. But before we jump into today's topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who loves summer so much, he's joining us live from the beach. Just kidding. He loves the beach, but nothing can keep this radio buff out of the studio. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, hey, I do love the beach, but all that sand would uh, ruin the microphones, I think. But hey, I'm happiest when I'm in the radio studio listening to you share financial insights and information with our fantastic audience out there. Seriously, I love doing this with you each week, Greg, and I'm looking forward to the show today. How have you been, though, first before we kick it off? Yeah, I love doing the show with you too, Tony. Um, I've been good. We've been busy doing a couple uh, webinars and um, visiting with some clients. And, uh, you know, the weather's been been nice here in Hawaii. I know they're having a heat wave on the on the mainland, but, you know, we're always in our in our low 80s or mid 80s, so can't complain. Yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, they've had some real areas of uh, concern. It's been so hot, especially Arizona. But uh, all across the uh, mainland, but you guys uh, enjoying some nice weather there as usual. I love it. Uh, I love the weather there. So uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah, so I have an Investopedia article um, that kind of piqued my interest. It was six signs that you're you're really ready to retire, and it presents some details that I think our listeners will find really valuable. And something that really jumped out at me from the article is a reference to a 2020 Transamerica survey of American workers that cited outliving their cash and investments as the most common reason for retirement fear. So more specifically, 40% of the survey takers listed outliving their resources as their number one worry. So a study from 2020 is still very relevant where we are today, uh, but if you then add you know the lingering effects of the COVID shutdowns, uh, the increased market volatility, and of course, recent inflation, add that all to the mix, it's reasonable to presume that here in the summer of 2023, even more people are nervous about having the savings and assets they need to preserve their ideal retirement. Well, yeah, and that's, I think, to some degree, uh, retirement anxiety is going to happen for all of us, or at least a little bit is reasonable. I mean, you see these financial news sites and just everything out there saying, hey, the sky is falling, uh, inflation is rising, uh, rising health care costs rising interest rates. It would be hard to see that news every day and not be a little anxious about the future or about your retirement. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's always things to worry about out there economically. It's If it's not one thing, it's another. Um, but let's let's consider the six signs that you're ready to head into retirement. The first of which is that you've reached your full retirement age. Now, if you were born between 1943 and 1954, for your full Social Security retirement age would be 66. If you're born after 1959, you're going to wait until you're 67 to reach that full retirement age. Now, between those dates, your full retirement age is going to be 66 in some number of months. But also bear in mind that while you can begin receiving your Social Security as soon as 62, if you do so, you may be missing out on a significant amount of money because your monthly payment is going to be much higher if you wait until that full retirement age. You're going to take a permanent reduction if you file early. How big is that difference? Well, if you begin at 62, it's going to be about 70% of what your full retirement age benefit would be. So it's about a 25 to 30% reduction. Wow, that's huge. I mean, that actually uh, can make a, a dent, right? I, I think that, um, you know, to some, 25 to 35% may not sound like a lot of money, but over the course of a retirement that could last two or three decades, you're talking about a serious amount of money. Yeah. And the government probably wants you to file at 62 because that's that's going to be your least lifetime benefit you know, with average life expectancy. Yeah. Now, while we've discussed that, you know, you can begin receiving it, uh, Social Security, before that full retirement age, the fact is that you can also work beyond your full retirement age and receive even a bigger be- benefit. Social Security permits you to delay filing until you're 70, and on that birthday, you have to file at that point. Now, at that point, your benefit's going to be 132% of what your monthly benefit would have been at full retirement age. So if you enjoy your work, your colleagues, uh, you know, you look the social circle of work, you're still in good health, there's really a clear financial benefit to delaying Social Security until, until 70. If you don't need the benefit, wait for it you're going to get a lot more uh, larger checks. Now, let me add one important note here. If you do decide to begin receiving Social Security before full retirement age, it will also reduce the survivor benefit to your spouse. As you can imagine, that means if your spouse outlives you by several years, their financial life may be impacted. So it's not necessarily God how long... God bless Social Security. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> you got to think about how long, how long um, you're going to be receiving it, but how long the surviving spouse is going to be receiving it. Ah, good point. And I'm probably not saying anything surprising by noting, hey, Social Security is a huge part of retirement for millions of Americans. And that means people with questions or concerns are going to benefit from working closely with somebody like yourself. Right, Greg? I mean, you have that Social Security maximization report you can run. Yeah, exactly. That's a, it's one of the most important re- retirement decisions you can make. Um, our Social Security Maximization Report is about 15 pages, detailed information. It's going to outline what the ideal filing strategy for you and your spouse is going to be. Ah, okay. So that's that That makes sense as well. Um, you know, we should probably uh, take a moment to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and how they can get that report. Yeah, the report is complimentary. If anybody wants it run, I'm happy to do it. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Um, if you're interested in that report, give us a call at 808-791-2924. And we've also got more information about that report on our website at therogroup.org. All right. Now you've been explaining what we need to know uh, or how we can know when it's time to retire. What do you have for us next, Greg? Yeah, so we talked a little about the Social Security element. Um, one other indicator that you might be ready to retire is if you've been working hard, you have financial discipline, and you've eliminated all your debts, and you're debt-free. That may be a really good indicator that you're ready to call it a career. If you no longer have a mortgage on the house, 
You don't have any credit card debt nipping at your heels. You've put yourself on some solid financial ground. Now, conversely, if you have outstanding balances on either home or your vehicle, or, or you're carrying some credit card debt, you might want to consider moving your retirement date ahead a bit in the future to give yourself uh, a longer runway to get out from under that debt. And what a lot of clients do um, that I work with is if you're past that qualified retirement age, 59 and a half, you've got your money in your IRA or 401ks, you can start withdrawing from that without penalty, even if you're still working. So what we've done for people in the past is create a little bit of yield-based investing, which is say dividends from stocks, coupons from bonds, it's income you receive from your portfolio. Take that income while you're working and apply it to your credit card debt. And then you can you can retire a little sooner and get that debt off your back. Yeah, that's a debt is a, a big one. And you, you want to definitely try to get rid of all your debt before you retire. That's a great point. And I, I think we need that as well as reaching your full retirement age and not being in debt. Uh, both are benchmarks uh, that may tell you you're officially ready. So what do you have for us next? Well, the next, uh, the, again, this is an Investopedia article, Six Signs That You're Really Ready to Retire. Uh, this is a big one. You're no longer supporting your parents or your children. <laughs> and that's wow. another helpful sign that you might be ready for retirement. You know, if, if your kids have so reached let me adult- make a note. I am not, I'm not ready to retire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're still, yeah. Your, your kids are still in college. So <laughs> kids, it's my parents as much as anything right now. I know a lot of people doing it from both ends. You know, they're, they're still yeah. taking care of their kids uh, in, in college and now taking care of the older parents. Um, me. But right once now. your kids have reached that, you know, adulthood and they're on the world earning income of their own, they've got everything kind of lined up, that's going to make your financial path to retirement a little smoother. But, you know, if you're in one of those situations like Tony and you're still offering financial support to kids or parents or both, um, it's a modest amount of money. Even if it's on an irregular basis, you might need to postpone your retirement until you're confident that you're not going to have to provide them financial support. And the article explains supporting either your kids or parents is getting more costly all the time because of the rising cost of college, housing, and healthcare. If you're taking care of a family member, it may be more challenging to downsize and trim your expenses in a way that many financial strategies uh, for retirement may necessitate. Now, carefully assess your financial obligations to family members and be honest about who may need your financial help in the coming years. Yeah, financial obligations that go beyond yourself and your spouse that's also something you're going to want to be completely transparent about when you talk with your financial advisor. And I know that uh, you, Greg, offer up good ideas and possible solutions, and that way they get a complete picture of their entire financial situation. But you want to be upfront about all these things when they meet with you so you know how to help them, right? Yeah. And that's, that's part of the planning process is, you know, we need to have a target to aim at. How much money do we need in retirement? And if we're able to do a plan where you're taking home the same money as when you were working, then obviously, you know, if you're taking care of kids or parents, that's not going to be affected because you're still making the same money. But if you know that you don't have quite enough savings or you don't have a pension and you're going to be having to live off of less money, then those situations become even more important. Now, Another good sign that your retirement is, is probably finally arrived is crafting that complete and thorough budget. So just like we talked about having that target to aim at, uh, we need to know what that number is. You know, on one hand, designing a, a retirement budget may sound simple, but I can tell you from my own experience that too many people 
try to head into retirement without that true understanding of how much money they need each month to handle the bills and enjoy themselves? I mean, that's a question when I ask people, it, it always, they always seem stumped by it. You know, when I'm like, how much are you going to need in retirement? If you could write yourself one check a month, don't think about where it's coming from, but what would that number be? People are like, wow, I never really thought about it. And it actually stumps most people. So a budget is a good place to start and it should be built around your monthly expenses that you know to exist month to month, your housing, groceries, utilities, gas. Now, if we can hit that net now number, which is what I like to call it, if you're taking home six grand a month and we can create six grand a month, then obviously, you know, you know, you've been living off that for that forever, essentially, that if nothing changes, you should be fine. But if you have these other factors where you're not going to be generating net now, then it's really time to get to get creative uh, on that budget. Now, once those monthly needs and wants have all been calculated, now you can determine how much income you're going to need and hit that hit that number. Sure. Yeah. And that's that's important for me. Working on a budget can feel like uh, homework. People dread doing their budget. But once my wife and I sit down and do our budget for the month, we feel a huge sense of relief because you have a better understanding of where you're at financially. And it's like a burden being lifted. So I encourage people to do it. Bite the bullet. Do it. You'll feel so much better. Yeah. And I recommend this free app called Daily Budget. Um, download it on your phone and you put in your expenses, your income, and then it gives you, uh, and you put in savings too, and it gives you how much you can spend each day. It breaks it down to the day. So when you go into the grocery store and you think, oh, I want to buy you know, some prime ribeyes, and then you're looking, well, I don't want to deduct that much from, from my daily budget. You make, you make smarter choices. And um, back to the budgeting part too, for retirement, there is a rule um, financial planners use that say that if you can net 70 to 80% in retirement of your income of when you were working, that you should be able to maintain the same lifestyle. They might need to be a little bit more aware of what you're spending to do that. <clears throat> but for many folks, you know, that 70 to 80% rule is going to come from a, a number of sources. It could be from your, your government pension. If you're a federal employee, it could be from, you know, old private pensions, which are kind of like dinosaurs. They're, they're kind of gone. Uh, but social security, you know, your, your work plans, your TSP or your 401ks, uh, private sector IRAs, Roths, your non-qualified investments, and maybe you have some private sector annuities that you can tap into. So the article adds that another common retirement budget rule is that if you retire in your mid-60s, your budget should be no greater than 4% of your investments plus your social security and pension. So that's the old 4% rule. Now, as an investment advisor, we can actually it was proven actually the 4% rule only works about 95% of the time. So it's not a hundred percent safe withdrawal rate, but that's for things that you have to liquidate, sell shares of your mutual funds. You want to stay around a 3% range if you want to be truly safe, but with the right portfolios and investment vehicles, we can actually increase that number way beyond that 4% with proper yield based investing and making sure that it's within your tolerance for risk. So whatever that number is working with a professional can really help you eke out a little bit more and make sure that you're not going to outlive your money, which again was the number one concern for people in that survey. Yeah, I, I would imagine. So I, I think that, you know, retirement is just too important to try to figure it out all by yourself. Why go it alone? Work with a financial advisor, somebody like yourself, Greg, who can either give you a second opinion on where you're at or get a plan in place. Yeah, having a plan is so important. And, you know, let's be honest, if, if people spent their, you know, their whole lives and their careers focusing and, and they're excellent at what they do, they've probably never actually made a retirement plan before. 
you know, I do retirement plans every week. So, I mean, I've done hundreds and thousands of them. So it, it it's easy when you work with somebody with experience that knows exactly where the pieces need to fall rather than trying to figure it out on your own. Things change so much in investing like every year. That's why we go on these, you know, conferences twice a year uh, with the team is just to learn new things, constantly evolve. Um, and an up-to-date portfolio is really a another indicator of when you might be in that position to retire, making sure that your your investments are aligned with your risk tolerance. It's going to meet your investment objectives. You know that withdrawal rate. So really think about how long it's been since you sat down with a financial service professional and really reviewed your portfolio. And the article cites three factors that may help you determine if you'll be able to live off of your your savings, your retirement, your portfolio when you retire. Uh, number one, what's the size of your investment portfolio? Two, what's the expected growth rate of your portfolio in the next coming years? And three, what kind of withdrawals are you really going to need in order to maintain your lifestyle? And if you're above that 3% rule, you really, really need to have uh, an important plan. And even if you are in that 3% range, sequence risk is another thing that can actually affect how long your money is going to last or how much you're going to leave to your to your loved ones. So it's really important to have a method and a plan of how you're going to make these withdrawals. Even when you get to that magic age of required minimum distribution, where even if you don't need the money, you have to take it out anyway. So you have to have a plan for that. The market volatility, inflation, these are all things that can ne- negatively affect your portfolio. And we don't get you know too detailed about investing during our show because we just don't have enough time to thoroughly discuss all the rules and nuances that come with it. Um, but if investing is part of your financial strategy, you really need to work with a professional, have a retirement plan in place and get the right vehicles that are going to match your risk tolerance and investment objectives. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. And speaking from my own perspective, uh, I wouldn't want money in the market without utilizing a financial professional. That's for sure. Yeah. And if you, you know, and your spouse are sharing similar retirement goals, that could be another indicator that you're ready for the next stage in your life. Retiring as a team, you know, requires frank conversations, careful planning, and also compromise. Do you both agree that your financial picture is solid? Do you both feel prepared to manage the social and emotional changes that come with retirement? If one spouse retires while the other's still working, the retiring spouse needs to be prepared for, you know, going on a, on a solo adventure, maybe hobbies, um, maybe they'll pick up the cooking duties more. Uh, it, it, part of this stuff is, is essential. Both, both uh, parties have to be on the same page. So we've had a great conversation about knowing when it's time to finally retire. What do you have for us next, Greg? Well, let's uh, continue on the theme of the day by analyzing the potential pros and cons that come with retiring at certain benchmark ages. So another article I'm going to cite, again from Investopedia, uh, is when to retire pros and cons at different ages, and it has some good insights. So the first thing it addresses is early retirement, which is generally considered anything before 65. And remember that in most cases, you don't qualify for Social Security until 62, And even then, you'll receive less than you would if you waited till full retirement age. But long story short, it means that early retirement isn't um, possible unless you have the income to handle both the expenses and the the wants, the non-necessities, things like your travels and your hobbies. Right. And early retirement may have real implications for your health insurance. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, a, a person in their 60s applying for health insurance uh, that complies with the Affordable Care Act, let's say, can expect to pay around $1,000 a month compared to the $164 that they'd pay for Medicare Part B. And don't forget that you'll need to factor in 
prescription costs and other things like that as well. So these social security and health insurance numbers sound a little scary, but I'm not sharing them to try to convince you to avoid early retirement if that's one of your goals. Instead, I'm sharing this info to make it clear that early retirement means you need to have a combination of savings and assets that will help you close those gaps that, you know, waiting for a more traditional retirement age might not present. Yeah, that's that's another good point. So what is the traditional retirement age? Yeah, a lot of people ask that too, you know, like what when when do most people retire? And the article explains that a common retirement age is anything between 66 and 70. So for many retiring at that age simply means they've reached their savings and asset goals and will also receive their entire monthly social security benefit, which during the course of a potentially long retirement may really improve your quality of life. Waiting to retire until you're in that traditional age category may also mean that you'll have additional time to contribute to your tax-advantaged, say, employer-sponsored retirement accounts, things like your 401k, your TSP, or even your, your IRAs. Furthermore, waiting to retire until you're 65 also means Medicare is you're eligible now, which as we just noted a few moments ago, that it's a lot more affordable than signing up for individual uh, insurance plans if, if you can't take your, your work insurance with you at retirement. I have family members and friends who waited to retire until they turned 65 just because of Medicare. And to your earlier point, when you compare Medicare to private insurance prices, it's easy to understand why they would make that decision, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, and my my in-laws, uh, they they retired early and um, <laughs> just kind of a side point, but they, they retired before Medicare eligibility and the health insurance was so insane. But they had they had a nest egg, so they had their own like health savings accounts and stuff that they if they needed medical coverage, you know, they could tap into it. And six months before they were eligible for Medicare, um, my mother-in-law uh, fell on a brick and broke her leg, and ended up costing him like seventy thousand dollars. He negotiated that down to like half that, I think, but out-of-pocket expenses just before they were eligible for Medicare. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's nuts. Now, lastly, uh, late retirement would be considered the category for those who retire at 70 or later. Now, for those who enjoy what they're doing, are in good health, retiring at 70 could be a really good option. You know, we already talked about you're going to maximize that social security number. But, uh, you know, if, if you've grown weary of long commutes, the daily office grind, that waiting till 70 probably doesn't sound too appealing. Now, as the article describes, there are potential financial advantages that come with the late retirement. Some that we, we touched on, so the Social Security hitting its maximum and um, contributing longer to your work plan and not having to withdraw from that portfolio. All those things factor in. And if you have a pension, the longer you work, probably the bigger your pension is going to be. So all of those things really, the longer you wait, the easier it becomes to, to hit your goals. Yeah, there you go. And so, you know, are there any other financial benefits that would come with staying on the job or working into your 70s? Well, the most obvious benefit is that time itself may be your best ally. You know, if in addition to working into your savings, you're collaborating with your financial service professional, you may be able to build the kind of savings and assets that allow you to really truly achieve your highest ambitions, um, whether that be eliminating your debt, just beefing up your cash savings for your emergency fund, growing those retirement accounts, enhancing your portfolio. Uh, could also be legacy planning, you know, leaving more for your kids and your grandkids. 
So the longer you delay retirement, the more likely it is that you'll be able to squeeze out every every little bit of, of opportunity. But even if your goal is to work until you're, you're in your 70s, you need to be prepared for the possibility that it might not be up to you. You know, a, a Northwest Mutual study cited in the article notes that many folks don't get to choose when they retire. For example, the study determined that the economic repercussions of, of COVID-19 changed many retirement plans. In fact, just under a quarter of the people Northwestern Mutual surveyed explained they'd be retiring later than they originally planned because at least in part of the pandemic. Now, if you want to work until you're 70, how would you feel if economic circumstances suddenly meant you had to work until you were 75? Or what if the other way, your health forced you to retire at 65 rather than 70, or you got laid off unexpectedly? You know, it's not a bad idea to have a target retirement date, but you should also have a contingency plan. Yeah, contingency plans are good. And this has been a great show, Greg. Do you have anything else for us before we wrap things up today? Well, I think our main point, too, is making sure you have a plan, you have a target to aim at, and you got to get your portfolio aligned correctly, and you got to have your Social Security strategy outlined. So if if you don't have a plan in place and you want to talk about it and, and help you get organized and really optimize your retirement, give us a call, 808-791-2924. I'm happy to help. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.